Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Two weeks ago, I had as my guest, Allison Colden, Maryland fisheries scientist for Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and we were talking about Menhaden. Today, we welcome you back, uh, Allison. Thanks for, for having me again. Yeah, for an update. Things are moving pretty fast. That's right. And they're moving in the right direction. There's still a lot to do. Um, let me see if I can give a quick summary, and then you'll fill in some of the details. Two weeks ago, we were facing a situation in which Virginia had filed an appeal to um, reverse a decision that had been made by the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, which manages fisheries up and down the East Coast to put a cap of 51,000 metric tons on the harvest of Menhaden. Menhaden being an extremely important forage fish in the Bay, part of the Bay food chain. And 51,000 metric tons is a lot of fish, and that was the cap. But the company that does the fishing, uh, a large uh, publicly owned company called Omega Protein, uh, objected. And Virginia, uh, therefore, appealed the decision that would uh, to, to try to allow Omega to take more fish uh, if they were available. Today, we're happy to report that that appeal has been withdrawn by Virginia, and so the cap should stand. Am I basically right there? Yeah, so in terms of the ASMFC process, which we discussed a little bit in our last podcast, any state has the uh, ability to appeal a decision as long as it meets the criteria of the commission. Um, I was sitting at the ASMFC meeting last week, waiting diligently for the Menhaden Management Board meeting to happen when we got word from the chairman of the commission that Virginia had withdrawn its appeal in its entirety. And so what that means is that Virginia is no longer seeking, at least within the ASMFC, to overturn the decisions uh, that were made in November when we finalized Amendment 3 to the Fishery Management Plan. I should have mentioned that Allison is also a commissioner for the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission from Maryland, and that had to be high drama. You, you all were sitting, waiting to debate and discuss what you were going to do about Virginia's re request to appeal the decision, and then uh, breaking news comes over the wire, so to speak, uh, that the appeal has been withdrawn. That's right. An end-of-the-day announcement uh, the day before the meeting, and um, something that not many of us were expecting to happen. A total shock to me. Can you talk a little bit about this company, Omega Protein? Uh, the um, fact that it is the only uh, uh, industrial-scale fisher on the Chesapeake Bay, the fish it fishes for, because perhaps everybody wasn't tuned in last week, the importance of Menhaden, and then we'll go a little bit, uh, go into the future as to what's up from here. Sure. Omega Protein is a company that's actually based out of Houston, Texas. And in the Chesapeake Bay and along the Atlantic coast, they fish for Menhaden primarily using what we call large purse seines, 
which are nets where they encircle entire schools of Manhattan at once and, and catch every fish in that school. They use spotter planes to direct them to where the fish are located, and then they'll dispatch their ships uh, with the Persane nets and go and catch those fish. Um, it is, like you said, an industrial fishery. They are factory fishing to produce um, commodities, commercial commodities like cosmetics and pets food, pet foods and uh, health supplements and a lot of different uh, products that you may find in your home. Um, these are not being caught for bait like they are in some smaller scale fisheries in the bay that are often used for the crab, blue crab industry. Um, they are dispatching these ships at the mouth of the bay as, as well as along the entire Atlantic coast to catch as many fish as they can for their bottom line. And, and you say industrial scale, it, it is called a reduction fishery because the fish are literally taken to a factory in Reedville, Virginia and ground up as part of an industrial process to make the products you describe. That's right. If, um, if you haven't seen uh, what it's like to watch these fish being caught, it really is uh, remarkable. As, as Allison said, spotter planes are used to spot the schools. The factory trawler comes to the area, and sometimes you'll see two or three of these big factory trawlers rushing into the area, 100, 140, 150-foot vessels. Then they dispatch two smaller, and by smaller, we're talking 40-foot boats that carry the net around the school. The purse is drawn tight at the bottom, and then the large ship comes alongside and literally vacuums the fish out of the water. It's a, it's a remarkable sight to see these thousands of pounds of fish coming out of the tubes, going out of the vacuum, going into the hold. Just shows you what sheer volume we're talking about. That's right. And the um, amendment that was passed back in November changed the amount of fish that this one company would be allowed to harvest from the Chesapeake Bay from around 87,000 metric tons and amended that down to 51,000 metric tons. That was a vote that myself and other commissioners debated for a long time at that meeting um, and was actually passed overwhelmingly by all of the Atlantic states, um, Virginia excluded, obviously. Um, or maybe not so obviously to some of our listeners. It, it has been a, uh, a, a political issue in Virginia for years and with a lot of controversy. But yes, Virginia was the one state that did not vote for it. That's right. And when it comes to the Bay Cap in particular, the reason why there was so much overwhelming support for reducing the Bay Cap in the November meeting was because the other Atlantic states recognized the extreme importance of the Chesapeake Bay as a nursery habitat for Menhaden, but also for several other commercial species which the commission uh, regulates and, and manages. So they understand the connection between Menhaden and all of the other predator species that form the basis of commercial and recreational fisheries up and down the coast and recognize the importance that the Chesapeake Bay serves to all of the fisheries that the commission manages. So even though they are not directly impacted by Omega fishing in the bay, um, they do recognize the importance of protecting the bay as a nursery habitat. And that's why it was so widely supported by other commissioners from other states up and down the coast. And we're talking about great sport fish like striped bass, but also whales and dolphin 
and certainly uh, a variety of, uh, of bird life that rely on menhaden as a, as a primary source of food. So now the good news is that Virginia has withdrawn their appeal, but Omega continues to fight, don't they? That's right. So when it comes to fighting against the actions that were taken in November, this for Omega simply moves the arena from ASMFC, the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, back to the Virginia General Assembly, uh, where it'll be up to the General Assembly to pass a bill that's in compliance with the management plan that was set forth. So the, the, the debate now centers around Virginia, either through the General Assembly or some sort of agency action, perhaps, putting forward a management plan that allows the ASMFC to say that Virginia is in compliance with the new cap. And that's where we're seeing Omega continue to lobby to try and prevent Virginia from coming into compliance with the Omega cap. That's right. Uh, Allison, one startling statistic that I've heard is how much of the coastwide, meaning up and down the Atlantic coast, including the Chesapeake Bay, that this one company is, is allocated versus all the other catches up and down the coast. What, what is that number? It's over 70%. Over, over 70% of all coastwide catches allocated to Omega. That's right. And they want, they want more? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Virginia has the largest allocation of all the states at nearly 80%. And then it, within Virginia, 90% of all of Virginia's allocation is allocated to Omega Protein. One single company, uh, again, based out of Houston, Texas, but recently purchased by a foreign company, um, while all of the other 13 states up and down the coast and all of the other sectors, bait and otherwise, are relegated to the remaining 30%. Yeah, I laugh because otherwise I'd be crying. It's just, it's just unbelievable almost. So you mentioned that uh, Omega recently was purchased by a foreign company known as Cook Aquaculture, a Canadian company, and, and the irony here is that they must be interested in using more of those fish to feed their aquacultured salmon. It just is a clear demonstration that, that uh, menhaden are good as a fish for other fish to eat, and that's what nature has intended forever here in the Chesapeake Bay, and yet these fish continue to be taken uh, to feed to fish and animals and used for cosmetics elsewhere. That's right. So currently we have Omega Protein as we have for many, many years, which is one company given the vast majority of the coastwide quota to use for profit. And think now that we'll have fish taken out of the Chesapeake Bay, exported elsewhere, possibly out of the country. Cook Aquaculture is an international business with fish farms all over the world. Um, and those menhaden, which could be left within the Chesapeake Bay to feed our fish in our fisheries, uh, and the livelihoods that those fish support just being exported elsewhere to feed salmon. And Allison, you're a scientist, so you're not going to uh, make wild claims like I might make, but um, there's a good deal of evidence that the striped bass population in the Chesapeake, which is largely recovered from extraordinary lows back in the 80s, is, is stressed by lack of food. 
and menhaden is a primary food for striped bass. Am I, am I on sound footing so far? So far, yes. And that if we continue to remove this, this basic food source for striped bass, uh, we'll just find that the fish is under more and more stress, which could uh, bode ill will in the future for striped bass again. That's right. We know from earlier studies and earlier time periods that food limitation and poor nutrition, like you said, can stress striped bass to the point that they become susceptible to disease and experience a higher mortality. And we know also that in recent years, there have been several very strong year classes of striped bass in 2011 and 2015. So we expect that the amount of menhaden that we would need to feed those very large year classes of striped bass would be even higher than any normal year class of striped bass. What we're seeing though, is that there continues to be a record low recruitment of young menhaden into the Chesapeake Bay. So that was one of the main reasons why we, as well as others, supported the, the downgrade or the reduction of the Chesapeake Bay uh, reduction cap. You know, it, it, it always um, saddens me. So when I hear that uh, conservation, environmental issues like protecting and conserving Menhaden uh, come down to um, an argue of the economy versus the environment, protecting Menhaden being the environment, allowing a fishery or a, a company to catch these fish being the economy. And yet, you know, you've just offered, and it's very well accepted, that there's such a clear link between the abundance of Menhaden and striped bass, and there's also such a clear link between striped bass, sport fishing, economic um, returns for the states and the benefits and the jobs that relate to something like sport fishing. But because it's not related to a specific company, it's not viewed as quite the economic boon uh, that, uh, that others would have a big company like Omega catching these fish be. And even further than that, there's also the commercial and economic benefits of the watermen's community in the Chesapeake Bay, those that use Menhaden to catch crabs, those that will gill net and pound net for striped bass, and other species that tend to eat Menhaden. All of those livelihoods depend on a healthy Menhaden population within the bay. So it's really placing the interests of the company over the, the livelihoods and interests of thousands of those within the Bay Area that make their living from a healthy Bay population. And now it's the interest of a foreign company, not even of a domestic company. Well, thank you, Allison, very much. We uh, are seeing some good news related to Menhaden. We'll keep the story alive. We urge our listeners to follow this Menhaden story by our website, cbf.org slash Menhaden. And please let your elected officials at any level know, and especially if you're in Virginia, how important Menhaden are to the ecology of the Chesapeake Bay. And now, as Allison so well documented, the economy as well. Thanks, Allison. This Thank is Will, Will Baker for the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Uh, please tune in to or check our website, cbf.org, if you want to access back issues of our podcast.